we are now actually doing 4.9 uh, ARR, you know, on annualized basis. So divided by 12, it's kind of like something like 440 or something like that. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Pavel Dolizal. He's building a very cool company called Kabula. He helps companies utilize data to grow their profits faster. Pavel, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, Nathan, I am. Thank you okay. for inviting me. So is Kabula, is this, that's K-E-B-O-O-L-A, guys, if you want to follow along. Is this for marketers or developers? Well, it's actually for developers. It's for, you know, people that today would be called data engineers or analytical engineers. Mm-hmm. And where'd you get the idea? Well, it's actually, it's kind of like scratching our own uh, knee, you know, so the company was actually founded uh, over 10 years ago. It was founded by Peter Shimechik and it was a developer shop, you know, helping companies to migrate to cloud. And they noticed over time, you know, everybody wanted the same things regarding data to integrate the warehouse, you know, to transfer, transform them. And they just didn't want to do it again and again, you know, doing the DevOps script. So they started to build an, you know, internal tool for automations. That was about 2015 when I met them and I was like, guys, you know, this internal tool, this is, we should build a product company around it. So we got together, we, you know, like we, we actually rebranded Kabula as a, as a product company, it started to be like the name. So we kept it and we've been going on since. And, and how big was the agency in 2015? What was agency revenue that year? It was actually, I don't really know, but I remember, but it was like really small. It was like five, six people. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, got it. So I, I, can, I can dig it out. It was like 400K or something. Well, well, so, what, so, so what happened though? Did you buy the technology from them or are they still on the cap table or what? No, no, no. We actually, it was uh, back then it was, it was two owners. It was uh, Milan, uh, Milan Deverka and Peter Shemechek. And I joined as, a, as, a, as kind of like the third uh, owner and we founded the product part of the company. So we just like, we got rid of slowly the, the, the you know, like the revenue service revenue, which was, you know, and started just focusing on the platform revenue. I see. And when you joined, did they give you like, did you just split it evenly, a third, a third, a third? Yeah, it was actually it was actually hard. I had to make you know, I had to actually I had to work for my share for three years. So it was not you know it was actually how we like it. It was real and it was really open. And we're like, yeah, we would really love you to be our partner and you know like be co-founder of this. But hey, you know like you're new, we don't know you. So are you okay if you you know earn your share you know over the period of three years? I was like, I like it. I'm okay, I love it. You know, <laughs> it's just how it should be. So how much do you own today? Oh, we, uh, we, all three of us have a split, percent, one third. Oh, I see. Okay, got it. So you own 33%. That's great. And then let's talk about like how customers are using you. So how many customers are paying today for the tool? Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually interesting. You know, like last year, it was, uh, it was like around 115, 124 actually last year. And uh, this year, we actually already added over 15 new customers. So because we, we started a little bit different motion, we started product-led motion this year. So, because before this year, you couldn't buy Kebula, you know, on the internet. We were just okay. growing by referrals and contracts. So, Pablo, just to be clear, you have about 175 customers today. Yes. Up from 124 a year ago. 
Yeah. And as a customer, we define somebody who's paying, you know, not somebody who's using us for free, but who's paying. And, and about how much do they pay per month on average? Well, it actually, we split, uh, we split the, the customers into enterprise. Uh, then we have SMBs. And in the SMBs, we also have growing, you know, startups. And when, then we have the pay-as-you-go model, which is the product led, and that's just starting. So uh, like all, all those 50 average around 3,000 uh, 3, ARR. And then the SMBs, they would they would kind of like be somewhere between fifty thousand to two hundred and fifty thousand. And then we have a couple of enterprises, and they are three hundred fifty north in ARR, not counting the services. Sorry, I'm confused. So add it all up. How much MR did you guys do last month? Uh, well, last month, uh, we we are now we are now actually doing four point nine uh, ARR, you know, on annualized basis. So divided by twelve, it's kind of like something like. 440 or something like that. Yep, 420, 430. Okay, very interesting. And which segment is growing the fastest? Pay as you go, SMB or enterprise? Well, it's actually uh, for, for us now, it's it's uh, it's two, it's uh, the enterprise and it's the pay as you go. And that's just, you know, we started to concentrate on pay as you go. And that was really interesting because during the COVID, everybody told us you should actually open up the product like, you know, pay as you go motion. And we were like, okay, okay, we don't have time for it. But then we did. And in the first six months, we got 900 projects started. And in July, we got 260 projects started. And so how do people pay as they go? Is it, is it based so on number of minutes in the system? Or no, I know it's yeah. a credit card, but what's the utility value? Yeah, it's the number of minutes that the platform actually runs their jobs. So, you know, if either you extract the data, whether you warehouse the data, whether you run the pipelines, and, you know, like all the way from extraction transformation to actually reverse ETL. It actually uses some compute time, which creates a job. So by number of minutes, number of minutes per month. Interesting. Okay, got it. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, what's the team size look like today? How many people? Well, actually, two months ago we were forty-eight people. Since then, we started to actually hire more and more people in sales and marketing, which we didn't have before. So as of current, we are fifty-six people. And how many in sales? Well, that's actually a funny story. Uh, uh, last December, we had one person in sales. Then we hired the three people into sales in first in first half of uh, this year. And as of today, we actually we actually have uh, ten people as of August. And how many of those ten carry a quota? All of them, but they are how, all new, so they have to start. How do you set the quota for new reps? Mm -hmm. That's actually we hired we hired a guy who to run the inside sales and his name is Paul Danaki. and he actually came to us with the methodology and how to actually do it and so it's based on uh, both outbound and inbound you know like like levels so he actually set the first levels in the first half of this year you know finding out the process how many outbound you know you know goals he can actually do set up the demos and based on that you know he set up uh, the process for his reps that he is just hiring as of now. So what's the name of the person you hired? Sorry. Paul, Paul Donaki. Paul Donaki. And where was he from? Uh, he's actually originally from Scotland and he moved to Prague uh, several no, no, no. years what, ago. What, what company did he come from? Oh, he actually, he, he, came, he came from Computer Associates and then he was uh, working for Runecast, which is another SaaS startup. Got it. So he's like your VP of sales and he's now hiring new reps. Yeah. I see. Interesting. Okay. So you're not, but you don't have them on a quota yet. You're still trying to figure that out. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay. Why did you hire 10 right off the bat? Why not experiment two or three? 
We actually did experiments. So we we well, all ten are not in inside sales. So there are some people in enterprise sales as well. But we actually hired first. Uh, we actually hired for the first poll, and we hired the second rep. We saw how they were ramping up, you know, and how it worked together with the uh, pay-as-you-go model. So so you know, like upselling and doing outbound as well. And when after first uh, first two months, actually both of them were were doing you know like the numbers of outbound and the, the actually. The, the contacts progress to high pipeline, then we actually uh, then we should say, well, there is no time to wait, and we should really start scaling this you know faster than we were previously. Because mm-hmm. until last year, we we pretty much didn't have sales. You know, we we were experimenting like now once here we would have one person. You know, we have two people in Chicago, uh, then three people for some time. But we were just experimenting with it. But and most Paul, of our growth look like you're at four hundred twenty thousand bucks a month today in revenue. Where were you a year ago? A uh, year a year ago, we actually we were we were uh, in in two thousand uh, in two thousand twenty we actually ended four seven two thousand nineteen we actually uh, ended four point one and two thousand eighteen we actually ended two point four so we were Paul you were what sorry you know I I said that we are we were growing you know like two thousand eighteen two thousand nineteen we were growing about sixty percent but then the COVID year you know like we got some we got some we got some uh, people actually. You know, like a little, little bit down. There was some COVID effect, especially in the hospitality and the enterprise. And then, you know, like we started to grow again. Yep. Yep. Okay. Got it. So 4.9 now, 4.7 a year ago, 4.1 before that, 2.4 million in 2018. And that's all up from an agency that was doing 400 grand in sales in 2015. Yep. Exactly. Did you guys bootstrap this or raise capital? No, it's all bootstrap until now. Yeah. We love that. Nice work, man. Congratulations. Yeah, it's a team. Yeah. What's the toughest thing about doing about bootstrapping something like this? Uh, you know, for us, it was actually a choice. You know, when we started, because we saw that uh, that we were a little bit ahead of the market, so we're like, hey, we actually need to experiment with this. We need to we need to see how how to do it. And we had customers who paid us, so we was we were creating a mini brand, you know, in 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 the in the central and eastern Europe, and customers were totally happy. The toughest thing with that is. But I think it's actually an advantage, especially in the beginning. You have to really juggle your uh, your resources, right? So you can't do five different, you know, experiments. But to be honest, when you are small, you cannot do five different experiments because your organization is not really set up for it. If you do five, you cannot really devote attention to it. So you have to be very, you know, you have to be very precise and very diligent in what you select to do. Oh, it makes sense. And obviously your engineering team is a limited resource, right? You only build so many products so fast. How many engineers do you have today? Uh, we have 28, uh, 28 engineers and plus 400 actually engineers in our marketplace because we set up from the beginning as a platform. So we are not building, you know, the connectors data or, or, or actually writers to systems. And most of that is built by community. So there was there's actually 1400 apps in our marketplace, which was created by 400 different developers. And that's, you know, the community's part we actually love a lot. How did you convince 400 engineers to build 1,400 apps in your marketplace? Like, how do they make money? Why is it worth their time? Well, they actually, uh, there, are, there are two reasons. Uh, first, uh, uh, mo- like I would say like a lot of them are, are from our partners who are actually doing implementation of Kibula and stuff. And some, sometimes they would need something, you know, and they would just like, and it's our philosophy, like you, you, you shouldn't wait for us. Right to to put it on the roadmap, you know we do the core system, the platform. So when they wanted something like special connector to Teradata, which they didn't like our default, so they would create that for their customers, right, and open source it. 
And, uh, and then uh, the second part, which actually is really interesting, uh, people inside the companies actually create their own applications for internal use. So, you know, that's how they productize the data because we, we see that, you know, data is not analytics only. You know, analytics is kind of like the first way, first step, right? You, you want to look at the data, but then it's about the actions that you do with the data. You know, how do you write it into the places where you consume data, like CRM, intercom, you know, everything. And how do you automate the use cases like customer 360 and stuff like that? So once they start doing that, they start actually write data into systems. They actually produce, put that in production and create new apps. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. Got it. So it's helping them build their own companies. Maybe they run an agency, yep. their customers need it. So they build the integration. Yep. Are they sticky, Pavel, these customers? What's the term look like? Yeah, it's actually really interesting. You know, like until, until the uh, last year, we, we, we pretty much didn't know, you know, like the churn. So it was actually very, very good. And last year, we actually, we, until last year, we had 8 to 10%, 8 to 10%. And last year, there was like 21% in the base of customers who either, you know, like, like went bankrupt or, or, you know, like totally scaled down their businesses or stopped for a bit of the year. Some of them, I would say like 30% actually came back during last year. But, you know, some of them went out of the business. If you were a restaurant business in the U.S. and you had 15, you know, like locations, COVID year hit you really bad. Oh, well, you're talking 20% churn last year. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have... In, 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 the, in, the logo, in the logos, I mean. Yeah. What about the revenue? Yeah, the revenue actually, uh, the revenue was pretty good. Uh, we actually expanded, you know, the, 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 the revenue as well. So... Uh, net retention rate, you know, in dollars was actually 2019 was 119 and 2020 was 105 percent. Already now we are in 100, uh, 111 percent, so like 11 percent on top this year. That's great. Yeah. So if you turn 20 percent, you expand 31 yeah. percent. So from a net perspective, you're 111 percent. Yeah. That's really great. How are you getting new customers? Well. Uh, it was until until last year it was mostly referrals people would you know know us you know they would use us somewhere they would go somewhere they would take us or they would recommend something like we have a we have a customer uh, tomas trooper who is like super rock star in you know like he, he built uh Rohli group which is a billion dollar company you know out of czech republic they do groceries delivery within two hours and it is actually his third venture where he took us right so people you know take us with them and uh, and during the COVID, we saw, you know, like how the world is changing. So we said, hey, let's accelerate that. You know, now is the time. You know, we have proven the product. People are happy with us. Now is the time to actually accelerate. Yeah, yeah. It makes a lot of sense. All right, what's next for the product? You guys, are you planning to stay bootstrapped? Are you planning to raise capital or what? Well, uh, next for the product, from the product perspective, we are actually coming with, with some new features for more for the developers. Uh, you know, putting DevOps kind of like pipelines. But from the company perspective, uh, we are actually thinking, you know, what to do next because, like, we have now we have we have cash we have uh, for for foreseeable months, and we are generating, you know, more and more money. So we'll see we'll see how it turns out next six months. To be honest, you know, we we got approached by a lot of people, but you know, but until now we were comfortable with bootstrapping. If we see that we can deploy more capital than we actually have, you know, for market for operations, we'll think about it then. Yeah. How, of, of the 420,000 bucks a month, your current revenue that you do, how much goes to the bottom line each month? Mm -hmm. So uh, we, we uh, if, you, if you say bottom line, you mean like all the expenses or do you 
Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, we we actually until last year, end of last year, we were profitable. Like uh, and we we had like six hundred thousand profit. And uh, we we started when we started hiring all those new people in June, July. We actually made the decision that we will go uh, within the next six months. We will we will not be profitable and reinvest all of that because we were you know hoarding the cash from last year. So as yeah. of now, you know, like we we are minus, but it's it's a. Uh, it's something that we made by decision to invest. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, Pavel. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite book? Well, a part of the, you know, like the normal ones, you know, like you would say I actually like some Waltons made in America or the, you know, book uh, from the guys that made Aldi, because that's really, you know, like people who made the business from the bottom up into large, large scales. Number two, is there a founder you're following or studying? Yeah, I was thinking about it. I actually do follow, I actually do follow a lot of founders that, you know, like uh, lately, you know, the guys from Fast, you know, the com are really interesting, and I like a lot of new people actually who started who started things about the Bitcoin. But uh, you know, like one of the people who are never, never, you know, like never, never stops amazing me is Jack Dorsey. You know, from what he's doing, like so many different ideas, I, I really love it. Number two, three, is there? What's your favorite online tool for building the business? Yeah, uh, actually, it's uh, it's the instant messages, I would say, and the data looker, you know, until now. Yep, looker's good. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get? Uh, seven to eight, I cannot do less for longer periods of time. And what's your situation, Pablo? Married, single kids? I'm married, I have three kids. Yeah. Three kids, and how old are you? Uh, they are 10, 12. No, no, you. Oh, me, I'm 45. 45, last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? Uh, uh, life goes really fast, you know, like older you get, you know, like just like enjoy it every day. Guys, Kabula launched in 2011. They were an agency that did 400 grand in sales in 2015. Pavel came in and said, guys, there's a product here. Let's launch it. They spun it out in 2015, did 2.4 million in sales in 2018. Now at a $4.9 million run rate, really healthy growth, doing almost 420 grand a month in revenue. Very profitable. 175 customers that pay on average two or three grand per month for, again, this uh, developer tool to help uh, developers access their data faster and dashboarding. Again, all bootstrapped, 56 on the team, 20 engineers, 10 sales reps. Most of those guys new as they figure out their sales motion. Pablo, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. Have a great day.